SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A new week begins right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the SportsGrid network, I am Ben Stevens. The final day of the month of February gives way tomorrow to the start of This Is March, which means the focus is on college basketball. A wild, bonkers, madness-filled weekend of college hoops that we will break down for you over the course of these next three hours on TMA. But of course, we go across the sports landscape as well. The NBA is back in full swing. A return from the All-Star break where playoff positioning is huge across the entire association. Everything you need to know on a Monday morning right here on TMA to become a better and more informed sports better. And the best sports better that I know is a man that goes by DRS. Donnie Wright's side, Donnie Seymour, one of the co-hosts of the early line each and every weekday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern time, and the newly coined Money Line on Sports Grid Radio, channel 159 as well, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern, alongside Kevin Walsh. But DRS is here on a Monday on the morning after. Donnie, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. I feel good on a Monday here, and you're right. Can you believe it? We are one day away from March, which is sensational because some people like myself, Ben, will argue the conference tournament's just as exciting here as March Madness itself. But I'm ready to go, ready to roll. Let's do it here on a Monday. And the mid-majors, Donnie, will get into the conference tournament portion this week. Plenty of money across the board. But first, we look back on the weekend. A wild weekend. The madness does not wait. Until the month of March, it begins in late February as well. The most top 10 teams in the history of college basketball since the inception of the AP poll lose on the same day on Saturday. Seven of the top 10 in the AP poll go down and are upset on Saturday afternoon and into the early evening hours as well Donnie all six teams ranked one two three four five and six inside the AP top 10 lose on the same day for the first time ever a historic day where the madness was a preview to the month of March and we saw it on the final Saturday in February it was fantastic stuff. It really was. And the reason why, you know, oh, it's topsy-turvy. You don't have that true, you know, parody is awesome. And parody is sensational, Ben, for sports gamblers and also people that just want to pick their bracket. There's probably 10 teams, 15 teams with a legitimate chance at winning a national championship from some way value perspective where you don't have that number one team or number two team that you think is going to get all the way or go all the way with fairly ease. That's not going to happen this year. And I love it here. And Saturday, as you said, a perfect indicator. Anything can happen once we get the March yep. Madness. If it was a small preview of what we can expect in this next month, then it is going to be a wild ride to the finish into early April when we will see who the ultimate champion is in men's college basketball, cutting down the nets to start things off 
in that month of April. But in that final Saturday of February, Donnie, again, we talk about upsets across the board. Seven teams in the top 10 all go down. All six of the top teams in the country losing on the same day for the first time ever in the history of men's college basketball. But five of those teams were booked as a favorite from an odds perspective. Two won outright as an under, or two were underdogs, I should say, in both Kentucky and Auburn in SEC showdowns on the road. And first, we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here to the opening hour of the morning after on a Monday right here on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159, all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside, recapping one of the wildest weekends we have seen, really maybe the most wild weekend we have seen in the history of regular season college basketball. Seven teams in the AP Top 10 go down. All six of the top teams in the country losing on the same day for the first time ever. Donnie, the biggest favorite was Gonzaga on the road against St. Mary's, losing outright as a 10-and-a-half-point underdog. The second biggest spread, Arizona on the road against Colorado, losing outright as a 9-and-a-half-point underdog. All seven teams losing on the road, DRS. Five were booked as a favorite. Two were booked as underdogs in the two teams out of the SEC in Kentucky and Auburn. A wild weekend and money to be made when all you put into this parody in college basketball, especially from a money line perspective. Absolutely correct. And also, you know, you take a look at Saturday night, late night there with that St. Mary's win over Gonzaga. This also, we talked about on the early line here, Ben. You're trying to take a look and match up like, ooh, that's a bad loss for Gonzaga. Maybe they can't win it. I'm the opposite. I love when these teams lose because then value starts to play on that side as well. But also teams that we think could do some damage that were lying in the weeds all season long. The SEC is an unbelievable basketball conference this year. And you see teams like Arkansas knocking off Kentucky. Ooh, Arkansas. But yes, Arkansas coming down the stretch. And as we know, Ben, playing your best basketball later in the season, getting hot when it comes down time to your conference tournament and March Madness. It's going to be so much fun. The one thing we do know, whether or not St. Mary's, Ben, actually wins the conference tournament, the WCC, nobody is going to want to play St. Mary's in the actual March Madness tournament. That is for sure. And the WCC tournament starts this week, and we have tournament Ooh. odds up on the FanDuel Sportsbook. We will break down each of these crazy games from the weekend in college basketball on the other side. But DRS, we did see some movement based on the madness on Saturday in the national championship market. Gonzaga had a very short price of plus 380 entering the weekend, 20 cents of market movement against the Zags. Now, four to one, still the favorites to win the national championship but some movement against them. And when you have all six of the top teams in the country lose, what will the AP poll look at look like? We'll find out later on today. More of the morning after up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. The final day of February, right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. A Monday to begin your new week, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid network, alongside Donnie Wright, side for the opening hour of TMA. 
I am Ben Stevens. College basketball is front and center right here, right now, and for the next month plus as well. And we need to get you all of the information you need so that you can become the best college basketball better you have ever been to beat your bracket, to beat your friends, and to maybe even beat the book. And we need to get to a place where all of that can happen at once. That place is known as the zone. So, Donnie, Saturday provided a preview of the madness we can expect in the month of March. As we said, seven of the top ten teams in the AP poll go down the most ever on a single day in college basketball history. All six of the top teams lose on the same day for the first time ever. And that included the number one team in all the land, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, on the road in Moraga, California, lose to St. Mary's as the Gales pull off the upset, winning by 10, 67-57. We put into context, DRS, all seven of these upsets that we saw on Saturday. All seven came on the road, and four of the seven were a ranked matchup because St. Mary's, number 23 in the country, inside the Ken Palm, top 25 as well. It was the regular season finale for both teams, Donnie, and St. Mary's heads to the WCC tournament as the two seed after a 10-and-a-half-point outright winner as an underdog against Gonzaga on Saturday night. Great performance, and we broke the stink game down on Friday. We're starting those previews for the weekend, both myself and Kevin. And we said to ourselves, like, all right, how are you going to win this game if you're St. Mary's? Well, it's certainly not getting into an up-tempo, let's go, you know, 85-80 final score. It was St. Mary's playing mm. their brand of basketball, slowing the game down, playing good defense. But also, when you're trying to take a look at some of the box scores in this game, which made sense, it didn't make sense. If you would have told me before the game, hey, by the way, Timmy and Holmgren are going to combine for 12, what, 12 points apiece? No, 12 points combined. They each scored six. That's yeah. amazing. But all also, the same points we were bringing up earlier, the thing, reason why we like Gonzaga, deep team, and their bench gets involved in a lot of games, not necessarily from a first-half perspective, Ben, but they get a lot of second-half playing time because they're up 25 and 30 points getting those valuable extra reps. They didn't score a single bench point, Ben, in this game and end up losing by 10. But I think the more surprising thing wasn't overall that they lost by 10 because how many times you see final three, final four minutes of a game, it's a four-point game, five-point game, fouls come involved and you lose by 10. They were down 15 yeah. points at the break. And for Gonzaga, who routinely, Ben, scores 40, 45, 50-plus in the first half of games, to held them to 21 points was sensational. And this is a St. Mary's team that, no surprise, us gamblers have been around the block for the last 20 years. They're a good program. But maybe now, Ben, announcing themselves as, hey, we might be a contender here in March Madness. I mean, the defensive effort that St. Mary's put forth on Saturday night, the lowest offensive output for Gonzaga all season long, the first time the Zags held under 60 points all season long. So, Donnie, that total of 144.5 had no chance of even sniffing in over, staying under, and that's something you can take from an individual game perspective into the WCC tourney because Gonzaga is often booked with some of the highest totals you will see across the college basketball landscape. Gonzaga ends off their seven final games of the regular season hitting under in six of those seven. And now we talk about St. Mary's and let's give the Gales their day. Nine, four and two against the spread in conference action this year. The second best ATS mark in the WCC only behind Santa Clara. The Gales will be the number two seed in the WCC tournament this year. And as an underdog this year, Donnie, four, three, and one against the spread, but all four covers an outright winner for St. Mary's. And against Gonzaga, 
the upset outright on Saturday night. In the first meeting between the two in Spokane, they lost by 16, but they did push. Just something to keep in mind if we do see a rematch between these two sides, potentially in the WCC tournament title game. Gonzaga is the favorite in that market to win that tournament in their conference, minus 390. No surprise right there, but St. Mary's plus 600 with the second best odds for the WCC tournament. That conference tournament begins this week. It is going to be a great show in the WCC because not only Gonzaga in St. Mary's, but San Francisco, Santa Clara has been very good in conference play. Should be a very exciting conference tournament as we get ready for the month of March. A great conference tournament in two weeks, Donnie, is going to be the Big 12 because it is one of the most battle-tested conferences in the entire nation. And we saw that play out on Saturday as well. Baylor gets its revenge. The 10th-ranked Bears beating number 5 Kansas in Waco on Saturday, also by a 10-point margin. 80-70 to 70 in favor of Baylor. They lost that first game, Donnie, a couple of weekends back in Lawrence, and they got blown out. They lost by 24 points, 83-59. Now Baylor has won three straight since that, covering as a three-point home favorite on Saturday against the Jayhawks. A big win for Scott Drew and company here down the home stretch of the Big 12 season. Yeah, here come the Baylor Bears. This is a pedigree program. Now, who would have thought that a couple years ago? Hey, Baylor is going to be a pedigree program. Well, they absolutely yeah. are raising a banner. They might just do it again this year because, as we said, there's a lot of parity. But just going back to this game on Saturday night, we previewed this on the early line on Friday, some of the big games of the weekend, just like we did in that St. Mary's game. And I said to myself, oh, Kansas getting five? I think I want to dig into that. I think it makes some sense. And watching the first half as Kansas took a double-digit lead, looks like they were going to yeah. cruise to victory. That lead evaporated by halftime, and Baylor was the much better basketball team in the second half. And this is one of those teams that we talk about, maybe unheralded. You know, you're coming off of a championship, you fly under the radar. Now this team seemingly playing its best basketball and getting healthy at the right time. They're going to certainly be a factor in their conference tournament, but more or less, I'm looking forward now to Baylor again making a run at another championship once we hit the March yep. Madness. This is a team went healthy with a great coaching staff. That's not who you want to mess with. So for me, Baylor coming on at the right time, they're going to make a viable run at another championship this year, Ben. And Baylor is going to miss the presence of their big man down low. Jonathan Chumwachachua, who was missing the rest of the year. JTT yeah. was a huge presence on the interior for Baylor. But Flo Thamba stepping up in a big way on Saturday night. A team-high 18 points for the Bears. Added in nine rebounds. Ochai Abaji showing why he's going to be the Big 12 Player of the Year as well. A game-high 27 points. It snapped a three-game win streak for the Jayhawks. It snapped a four-game cover streak for KU, but they still hold a half-game lead over the Baylor Bears for that top spot in the Big 12. It was the first game, as DRS mentioned, that Kansas was booked as an underdog all year. And by the time we got the tip on Saturday night, yep. the line was working in their yep. favor, seemed to be the right play early on in that first half. But Baylor responds, win by 10, and covers as a three-point favorite. No SEC title odds up right now, Donnie, but a big weekend in the SEC. Both Kentucky, the number six team in the country, and Auburn, the third-ranked team in the land, go down on the road against top 20 opponents. Auburn losing in Rocky Top to Tennessee. The Vols, a perfect 15-0 at home this year. 
and pay attention to the 18th ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. Donnie, get the arms in the air and join me in a woo pig suey chant because the Hogs are playing some good basketball right now. They've won 13 of their last 14. And if it was not for a last second, Ty Ty Washington heave to cover as a two and a half point underdog for the Cats, a bad, bad, bad beat. Arkansas also would have covered in 13 of their last 14 as well, DRS. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, and I love it. You know, who would have thought, right, the SEC, usually a football conference, sensational in basketball. Now, look at the top five teams listed in the rankings here in conference play for the SEC as they head into March Madness. Auburn, Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama. You can make a legitimate you know, deal right now that one yeah. of those five teams can certainly win a championship and get value on those. Watch out for the SEC in basketball. Yes, sir, that's where we are in 2022. The best conference in the country this year. The shortest odds to win the national championship as an entire league, plus 300 for a team from the SEC to win the Natty when all is said and done. We get to the bigs, the Big East and the Big Ten. Up next, a huge weekend in Friartown. Stay here on TMA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. College basketball, the final day of February. Tomorrow, set the alarms and let it play. It will be March 1st. So that is the focus right here on the morning after on a Monday on the Spiz Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159 and all across the Sports Grid Network. Alongside Donnie Wrightside, I am Ben Stevens. A focus on the bigs right now, Donnie, and a historic weekend in college basketball in many different facets. That includes out in Providence, Rhode Island. Because for the first time ever, Providence College is a Big East regular season champion the 11th ranked friars leaving absolutely zero zilch nada no doubt on saturday night against the creighton blue jays at home inside the dunk providence wins 72 51 easily donnie right side covering as a five point favorite drs you know that here on tma we are all fired up how fired up were you on saturday evening yeah, take a look at that. Nice win by Providence. And also, nothing Ooh. leaving to, to be desired, as we like to say, right? An easy winner. 21-point victory here. A.J. Reeves dropped seven three-point shots. And we talk Ooh. about the CLV can. Well, my co-host here on the early line, picking up that C- CLV at like a plus 100, or 100 price, all the way down to 60-1. Yep. to 1. So, moving up, and rightfully so. We're talking about teams entering in the March Madness. Good teams. Where would you say to mine, like, hey, I got a 100-1 to 1 ticket on a team that actually just won the Big East. And no, it was not Georgetown getting lucky in the Big East championship so they can actually punch their ticket. Providence has been good from day one and continues to be good. Forget about the luck factors out here. Luck this. <laughs> Providence is a a really good team, Ben. 
Lock this, Donnie. We got to get Ed yeah. Cooley on the horn right now and print yeah. some shirts Put there the t -shirt. in Providence, cool. Rhode Island. I love it. Listen, our associate producer on this show, Jack Weinberger, his sister goes to PC. Maybe we start to talk to some of the folks out there in Providence, Rhode Island. The face of the Big East, yeah. John Fanta, will join the show in our second hour as well. He was on the call Saturday night for Providence's win over Creighton, 72-51, the first ever Big East regular season crown in Providence men's basketball program history. And Donnie, for a team that has been known as lucky all year, that has played in so many single-digit decided games, that was not the case for the Friars on Saturday night. Again, a 21-point victory, easily covering as a five-point favorite against Creighton. It was just the second time in the last 12 games for the Friars, Donnie, that Providence played in a game that was not decided by single digits and by more than 10 points. A.J. Reeves, absolutely phenomenal. 23 points, 7 of 10 from deep. It snapped a six-game win streak on the other side, though, for Creighton. So CU will be, most likely, in the NCAA tournament. But let's look at some of the best out of the Big East right now, Donnie, as we try to predict what the madness might look like. You mentioned the price on Providence from 100 to 1 to win the national championship just two weeks ago, now all the way down to 60 to 1. Their odds nearly cut in half to win the Natty. But pay attention to the likes of Villanova, who at plus 400 to reach the Final Four, Donnie, has the ninth best price in that marketplace. UConn beat Georgetown yesterday, did not cover as an 11-point favorite, but still winning pretty comfortably in the nation's capital. That 40 to one price on Dan Hurley's Huskies is within the top 20 and Providence 17 to one to reach the final four inside the 25 best prices. So as you start to factor that out and make it correlate to a tournament bracket, that top 20 price would put UConn around a four or five seed. That top 25 price for Providence, probably on that six line, if not a five seed as well, based on the predictive odds. But in the first tournament bracket reveal we got, Donnie, two weekends ago now, Providence was a four seed and Villanova was up there as well. So some of the Big East best, Donnie, can certainly make some noise by the time we get to the big dance. No, they certainly can. And you're taking a look at teams that maybe say Providence doesn't have a lot of national success in making deep runs into the championship rounds, or excuse me, to the final four rounds and the championship game. But Villanova certainly has those successes. So you have a lot of ways that you can play this out. And also keep in mind, these teams are going to play it out because every single line, Ben, that you move up, what I mean by that is if yeah. you're a five seed, if you're a four seed, if you're a three seed, the reason why you want those higher seeds is the pathway to victory makes it a little bit easier for you to do that. So even as we head down the stretch and you see Providence already lining up the Big East, you still have games left to play in that conference. Then you have the conference tournaments here. So Providence would do themselves a disservice. Hey, we just won the biggest regular season. Get bounced early in their tournament and then have a lackluster seed where maybe they can make a run and win that Big East championship. So, hey, yo, you got to line us up in the top three here. We won the Big East regular season and the conference tournament, and we have a good record. Let's see where it goes here. So these teams still, even though they've accomplished a lot, there's a lot longer way to go before they get that seeding out there. Be as high as you can. That's the goal here, Ben. Yep. Absolutely so. And that conference tournament in the Big East that is going to be absolutely insane takes place not too far away from us here, DRS, in Midtown Manhattan next week. I'm right next the to the world's it. most famous arena inside Madison Square Garden. DRS, you coming? You're going to make the trip up? Will, Maybe we go TEA. 
Yeah, the early after live from MSG. Maybe we just start to get the bosses thinking about that one as we get ready for all the madness in the month of March. So that has been decided in the Big East right now. The regular season title winner, the Providence Friars. But in the Big Ten, Donnie, still so much to be desired in a big Saturday that sets up this final week of the regular season in the Big Ten Conference. Purdue was the front runner to win the Big Ten. Purdue and Wisconsin were tied atop the conference standings entering the weekend, but it was the fourth-ranked Boilermakers on the road in East Lansing on Saturday, Donnie, going down at the wire. Michigan State beating Purdue 68-65 inside the Breslin Center as Michigan State wins outright as a five point underdog a last second game winning three-pointer off the hands of Tyson Walker gives the Michigan State Spartans a desperately needed win Donnie because MSU had lost five of their last six games entering Saturday's game against Purdue and only had covered once in a seven game span they went outright as a five-point underdog and now heading into the month of March as they say in East Lansing Donnie January February Izzo and then April this is where the Spartans start to play their best basketball exactly like waking up like that Undertaker meme where he pops out of the casket here just when you thought Michigan State was dead and buried on the season here they come back with a massive win over a top five program and you're right these teams Tom Izzo they're used to winning late and say man how mm. could these guys be skidding down the stretch we also have to remember same thing we talked about the SEC it's the same thing here with the Big Ten this is a deep conference. There are six to seven teams with a legitimate chance to win games in March Madness and make a run at the Final Four or maybe even wind up winning a championship. And that win by Michigan State keeps us involved saying, yes, Michigan State is one of those programs that has shown the medal to go through their conference tournament and in the March Madness and do some damage here. I was surprised at the outcome here. But then again, was yeah. I really surprised that an Izzo team is mightily trying to round the corner come March Madness? Not so much surprising at this point now. And a great defensive effort from MSU as well. Purdue is the most efficient offense in all of college basketball. Only scored 65 points for the Boilermakers. And that total on Saturday of 146, 146 in a hook in certain places stays under in East Lansing. The Boilermakers now, Donnie, have not, have not covered in five straight games. Only two covers in their last eight. But they entered that game against Michigan State on a three-game winning streak. So Purdue goes down, which set the table for Wisconsin to do something we didn't think was possible and that was when a road game in the rack in Piscataway, New Jersey against Rutgers. And the Badgers were not favored to do so. Booked as a two-point underdog on Saturday night, Donnie. But Wisconsin does go on the road to the rack and beats Rutgers 66-61. So now the Badgers, a one-game lead over both Wisconsin and Illinois in the big 10 standings no title odds up as of right now for the big 10 but entering the weekend purdue was a minus 190 favorite wisconsin behind around a plus 210 price and now it's wisconsin and purdue donnie that will meet tomorrow night in madison in a game that most likely will decide the winner 
of the Big Ten Conference. But you said it, DRS, just moments ago. There's six, seven, maybe even eight teams that have the potential to make a deep run in the month of March and in the NCAA tournament. Take a look at some of these odds that we had as of yesterday afternoon for Big Ten teams to reach the Final Four. Six teams really all within the top 30 of the best odds in this marketplace. Purdue, the shortest, plus 240. Illinois, plus 750. Ohio State goes down on the road in College Park yesterday, but entered at 14 to 1. The Badgers, the same price, 14 to 1. Iowa, 20 to 1. And Michigan State, Donnie, 30 to 1 price. All of those odds inside the top 30. So there is certainly some depth within the Big Ten Conference. And rightfully so. Look at the top five in the conference standings. Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, Ohio State, and Iowa. But then you look just below that in that second notch there. Michigan State, Rutgers, and Michigan. These are teams that can do damage. And sometimes we're gamblers. So it's not always about winning a national championship, but finding that value. Like a team like Rutgers or Michigan State sneaks into Mm. March Madness. No team wants to play those guys. Like, oh, we get a breather with Rutgers. No. Rutgers has knocked off some really good basketball teams this year. And there's one of those teams Mm. where you're going to line up, Ben, on that, what, seven, eight, nine line here and get a legitimate team that's battle-tested from playing the entire Big Ten Conference schedule. Man, March, it's right around the corner. As you said, what, 24 hours we're in March? Let's get it started. Yep. I mean, the alarms are going to be up bright and early tomorrow to welcome in the madness. And again, on the first day of March, Tuesday, March 1st, a game that will decide the Big Ten title in Madison between Wisconsin and Purdue. I am already pumped up and ready to go. The chills are certainly on the forearm right now. When you mentioned a team like Rutgers, Donnie, 10 and four against the number as an underdog this year, eight of those 10 covers outright win. So the individual performance for any given game in the month of March, you never know what is going to happen. To the professional ranks and some news out of the NFL this morning. That's up next here on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens with Donnie Wrightside for the opening hour of TMA. And then we bring you up until noon Eastern time as well. So, yes, it is the final day of February. Yes, most of our attention is to college basketball and the association in the NBA emerging from the All-Star break this weekend as well. But the NFL never stops. And news this morning, Donnie, out of the desert. In the Valley, Kyler Murray releasing a statement through his agent that reiterates Kyler's interest in being the long-term and franchise quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. And as you weave through this long statement released by the Cardinals QB and his agent, pretty much comes down to a monetary endeavor, a contract dispute of sorts, where the two biggest statements they make, one, Kyler absolutely wants to be your, as in the Arizona Cardinals, long-term quarterback. He desperately wants to win the Super Bowl. All of that is in the mission statement, if you will, of this statement. But, Donnie, the other thing bolded in this text is that actions speak much louder than words in this volatile business. Pretty much saying that Kyler wants to be here, but the money better make sense to keep Kyler around in the desert. 
Yeah, remember Maury's wig shop there in Casino, right? Jimmy, I want my money. I want my money now. I want my money. That's what he wants. And why not, right? Yep. I mean, why not at this point right now? If you are eligible for an extension here, you don't want to yep. wait any longer. You want the organization to come to you and just want to be loved. Like, hey, look, we want to pay you. Let's open up these lines of communication. Because it won't be like, well, nobody gets a contract in their 30. No, a lot of good young quarterbacks have gotten that done. And it's no sign from the yep. organization. You can look at it both ways here, Ben, for me, right? One side. You're Kyler Murray. You want your money now. You want them to believe in you. Pay me like a starter and pay me like your franchise guy. When Arizona's going, okay, we want to, but show us you're going to be a franchise guy. Not last year. We had the best record in the NFL and crashing to burn at the end of the season. I can see it from both ways. Smart for these guys to come to an agreement now, but it looks like both of them reading the tea leaves from Friday to today. The fences are being mended and maybe a deal's on the table. Yeah, Kyler, as we all assume, would be the quarterback for the Cardinals. It was a matter of if, or a matter of when, not if. And now he reiterates that interest, but it's a contractual thing. Coming out of his rookie quarterback deal, now trying to negotiate for that second and large contract in the National Football League. From an odds perspective, Arizona, 28-1 to to win next year's Super Bowl, 15-1 to to win the NFC Championship, Donnie Tied for the fifth best odds in that conference. They have the third best odds out of the four teams from the NFC West. It is going to be a competitive league and tightly contested once again in that division with the reigning Super Bowl champions in the Rams, the Niners with some quarterback concerns as well, probably starting Trey Lance now in his second year in the league. Then you have the Cardinals, where Kyler also says in that statement through his agent, he is willing to take a lower base salary this upcoming year so his teammates and those deserving of bigger numbers can also be paid. And then what will happen in Seattle with the Russell Wilson situation and what their quarterback position looks like next year. We also got some further news out of the National Football League on this Monday morning. We know five of the teams, DRS, playing in those international games in the 2022 NFL campaign. Those Cardinals, hopefully led by Kyler Murray, will play in the NFL's Mexico game. The Saints, the Packers, and the Jaguars will all go over the pond into London town to play in the London NFL games. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will play in the first ever game in Germany in Munich. So those are five of the teams that we know at this current stage that will play in the NFL international games in 2022. So those are the NFL side of things, Donnie, as we look at things on this Monday morning. Let's keep it in the professional ranks and go around the association. And DRS knows this team very, very well. The Philadelphia 76ers, since acquiring the beard and since James Harden made his debut in Minneapolis on Friday night, well, they certainly look like one of the front runners and the favorites to win the Eastern Conference crown. James Harden and JoJo, Joel Embiid, dominate in a huge victory for Philly yesterday on the road, not far away from us here, at Madison Square Garden, knocking off the Knicks 125 109. Donnie James Harden, a triple double, 29 points, 16 dimes, 10 boards, also added five steals. And for Cherboy personally, cashing a plus 550 triple double mm. ticket on the FanDuel Sportsbook. A good day to back the Philadelphia 76ers.
It was a very good day to back the 76ers. And also keep in mind in this one, coming off that Friday game, like, man, get the good vibes going. The Lions here in Philadelphia were burning up to the radio stations, and they coupled it by an (laughs) afternoon matinee game, which was close at the end, and the Sixers pulled away. Why? Because this is what you do. Lean on your two superstars. Both James Harden and Joel Embiid were absolutely fantastic in this basketball game, getting to the free throw line, making their free throw shots. It's something that we're going to look forward to in the spring. And me being a Sixers fan, look, ever since in the 1980s, there when you're saying like okay that those early wins by you know doc and moses back over to the charles barkley era to the Allen iverson era the early 2000s the most excited i've been for a philadelphia 76ers playoff run in 20 years is about to happen right now james yeah. harden joel Embiid look like they've been playing together forever it's amazing to watch yeah. and they're only two games in ben and donnie that's the thing right we all knew this was what philly hoped for but how quickly could the beard and jojo acclimate to each other they had never played with the likes of what their positional value is and so far if these two games are any indication oh boy it's going to be very difficult stopping the Sixers because not only a triple double for James Harden but Joel Embiid 37 points nine boards Donnie Jojo was 23 of 27 from the charity stripe yesterday inside MSG and every Sixers starter had a plus minus in the double digits with a plus next to that number that goes to show that James Harden and Joel Embiid all play well together and possibly making the entire starting lineup that much better as well Philly has now won three straight they have covered in both games with James Harden in the lineup since returning from the all-star break as a favorite in over in five straight now in the third spot DRS in the Eastern Conference standings only two and a half games behind the Miami Heat. Philly has the third best odds in the East at plus 350, only behind the Brooklyn Nets at plus 290 and the Milwaukee Bucks at plus 300. A change at the top, Donnie, of who the favorite is in the East based on Brooklyn's win on the road in the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee on Saturday night. The Nets rally late, down by seven, under five minutes left. They come back in the fourth quarter, led by Kyrie Irving. A game-high 38 points for Brooklyn as the Nets win outright as a nine-and-a-half-point underdog DRS, 126-123 over the Bucks. Yeah, that was a tremendous game here. And never would I, look, Kyrie Irving's a really good basketball player. So whenever you add good basketball players to your team, it makes a lot of sense. But over yeah. the past two and a half weeks, including the All-Star break, the Nets have been running out. One of the worst starting fives that you could possibly have. So even getting Kyrie back, you still figure they would have got slapped around in Milwaukee and that didn't happen, which is going to be very interesting throughout the rest of the way. Because unlike, you know, a situation where the Golden State you know, Warriors might be able to battle the Phoenix Suns at that top spot. There's a good four to five teams right. here that have a legitimate claim that they might be able to take down the top seed in the East. Sixers getting out of the gates early. We'll see what happens with Milwaukee. Still trust them, but also bigger things on the picture, right, for the Brooklyn Nets and who they're actually getting back and when they're actually getting those players back. Yeah, and Donnie, we don't give you political updates often here on the morning after, but there are updates that pertain to Kyrie Irving in terms of his availability to play in home games in Brooklyn. And the New York City mayor yesterday, Eric Adams, saying over the weekend that soon the indoor vaccine mandate in New York City might be lifted, which would open the door for Kyrie Irving to play home games once again in Brooklyn 
at the Barclays Center. And because of that fact, and because of Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons still not in action yet, the Nets have been booked as an underdog in 16 of their last 18 games. And Donnie, they lost their first two out of the, or their first game out of the All-Star break. They had lost 13 of their last 16 games. Their three wins in that span all coming outright as an underdog. Milwaukee, meanwhile, has not covered in five straight games, but the Bucks have been profitable if you've been playing them to the over, over in eight straight in 10 of the last 11. Brooklyn also over in four straight in seven of their last eight as well. So I mentioned the change at the top in the market movement in the Eastern Conference standings. Milwaukee entered the weekend as the favorites at plus 270. The Nets 30 cents behind at plus 300. Philly had the third best odds at plus 400. Now it is the Nets once again as the lone favorite to win the East at plus 290. Milwaukee only 10 cents behind at plus 300. And then Philadelphia, the biggest move of the weekend overall, plus 350. DRS, all three of those teams within 60 cents of each other at the top of the Eastern Conference odds boards. But from the East, to the West, the Phoenix Suns still have a six-game lead in the Western Conference standings, but the Suns doing something yesterday, Donnie, they haven't done since December 27th, and that's lose back-to-back basketball games. A great game at home against the Utah Jazz, but it's the Jazz that prevail on the road, 118-114, covering as a two-point road favorite over Phoenix, Donnie. So now the Suns have lost two straight games. The first time in a very long time, the Suns were booked as an underdog. It's the Jazz winning and covering on the road. Yeah, let's take a look at the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference here. The crazy thing about the East here, as you said, 16 of 18 games that the Brooklyn Nets were actually posted as a dog price, but yet they were the favorites yeah. to actually win the Eastern Conference. It just goes to show you Wild. superstar players can change everything. And if you're going to get Kyrie Irving back, where he's going to be able to play home games in the playoffs, a healthy Kevin Durant, and a all-elite wing defender in Ben Simmons, that shows you the plus 290 price. Because if you just drop somebody in to watch NBA basketball right now and said, now hold on. This Nets team is actually the favorite to win the East and the third favorite to win the NBA championship. You're out of your mind. Just goes to show you some of these teams just need to be healthy and in the playoffs, Ben, to make a run. And that shows it there with the Nets plus 290 to actually win the East when they can't get out of their own yeah. way right now. Absolutely so. And that's a great point, Donnie, because even without Chris Paul right now, the Phoenix Suns still mm -hmm. a six-game advantage yeah. atop the Western Conference standings despite these now back-to-back losses but it's very front heavy in the west as opposed to the east where it certainly seems like it is up for grabs right now and as you look at the game yesterday between utah and the phoenix suns utah has now won eight of their last nine games and they have covered in six of those eight wins phoenix has been booked as a favorite in a ton of games this year as has the jazz donnie 54 of 60 games, Utah booked as a favorite, 25 and 29 against the spread. Phoenix losing back-to-back -back games for the first time since the end of December. Just the seventh game yesterday for the Phoenix Suns, booked as an underdog, 4-3 and three against the spread as a dog this year. I do want to call your attention to Devin Booker. 30 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds. In the three games without Chris Paul, he has scored 30 twice, 25 in the other. He's had 12 assists in a game, seven assists yesterday against the Utah Jazz, both over his assist prop of six and a half. 
26 to 1 to win the NBA MVP. Quickly here, Donnie, the Dallas Mavericks ending the game yesterday on the road in Golden State on a 32 to 8 run. They beat the Dubs 107 101. Pay attention to those Mavs. 21 and 8 straight up since Christmas, Donnie, and the uh, Dubs unable to make up ground in the Western Conference standings against the Phoenix Suns yesterday. Yeah, we'll see how far the Mavericks move up also as you sit there, what, 36 and 25, 13 games back. And also the question up top, yep. do you want to spend all that energy being the Golden State Warriors and trying to track down the Phoenix Suns? Or is it more important, as we've seen with Brooklyn, just wait to the playoffs, rest your starters down the stretch, get healthy, and then make yep. a run at that time. It'll be interesting to see how any one of these teams play it down the stretch. The Mavs were down by as many as 21 points in that game. It snapped a streak of 62 consecutive games for Golden State when they were up by 20 at some point in the game and not winning that basketball game. We get more about the association from you. The Lakers are down bad right now. Stay with us right here on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out our number one of the morning after right here on a Monday on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, all across the Sports Grid network alongside Donnie Wrightside for the entirety of this opening hour. I am Ben Stevens. This is a basketball show apparently coming up for the next Ooh. couple of hours. So we wanted to get your thoughts on basketball before we round out DRS's time here with us on a Monday and the Lakers are down bad right now getting blown out at home yesterday by the New Orleans Pelicans 123 95 the Lakers are in the ninth spot right now in the Western Conference standings the Pels in that 10th spot both teams probably factoring in to the play-in tournament but does it stop there for the Lake Show let's find out right now and fade the public So, DRS, the poll question was this. Will the Lakers make it out of the play-in tournament? Yes, no, or the third option won't even make the play-in. Having some graphical issues this morning, so you won't actually see these results, but I'll read them to you as I see them live here at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. 48.6% of that poll and of the public saying, no, the Lakers won't make it out of the play-in tournament. The next uh, highest option, 30.6% saying not, won't even make the play-in tournament DRS. What do you think about what the public feels about the Los Angeles Lakers? I'm staying with the public here. I'm going to go no at 48.6%. The reason being mm. is that they're going to get in. I mean, you're talking about teams behind them, like the Portland Trailblazers, not even actively trying to make the playoffs. So I doubt that the Lakers are going to slip out of that nine seed and go to the 11th seed. So they will make it in. But once they make it in, what are they going to do here? Now, they probably will get a healthy Anthony Davis back. But I think the public here on a Monday morning, Ben, I believe they are correct in this one. And I'm going to side with them and not fade them today. The Lakers, six games now below 500, three and a half games back, Donnie, of the Clippers for that eighth spot and the longest odds we have seen on the Lakers all year to win the West, 26 to 1. DRS, Donnie Wright side, joining us here on a Monday morning, on the morning after, as always, DRS. Have a great Monday. Enjoy betting above the rim. Up next here on the Grid. <laughs> 